Now, this morning, I'm not going to try to duplicate this morning. I just want to add to it. And that's what my responsibility is, is to keep adding to what you already have. All right. Now, I'm teaching on Romans chapter 4. And I'm going to be starting with verse number 13 because I got to get that part of the chapter finished. Uh, and I talked, and my subject today, once again, is Abraham believed God is able to do what he said. Say that with me. Abraham, not Abel, we're not using the word Abram right now because he wasn't Abraham yet. He was Abram. So Abram believed God is able to do what he said. Now, I gave you a, 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 a verse this morning, and I'm going to go back to that. That's in uh, I gave you Hebrew chapter 11, verse 1, Hebrew chapter 11, verse 6. And I showed you in those teachings what faith is. And then I showed you when you say you believe God, really what you're believing is in God's ability. So when you don't believe God can do something, when you say I believe God, that's what it means. It's just like your salvation. Your salvation is based on Christ's death, death, and resurrection. So if God raised Jesus from the dead, guess what? Then I believe God raised me from the dead. See, I have the same faith of the faith, faith for Abraham. All right. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm going to get into this because so many things that I want to show you today, Lord, help me to do it, help me to do it. All right, now, in Romans chapter 4, I'm going to be teaching that, but I gave you a couple of verses. I gave you 1 Corinthians 13, 13. In 1 Corinthians 13, 13, I showed you in the NLT that there were three things that remained. Out of all of the stuff, Paul said, this is what he's saying. You in the kingdom now. Look at somebody say, are you saved? You have the Holy Spirit. See, the only way you're in the kingdom, you got to have the Holy Spirit. So if you have the Holy Spirit, then you don't live by natural things anymore. You live by spiritual means. That's why 1 Corinthians 13, 13 in NLT says three things that remain. These three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. So that's what you got to operate now faith, hope, and love. You can't operate in these natural things no more. Churches are fussing and arguing about natural stuff. Had nothing to do with your salvation. And I don't, I don't like to keep drilling on that and drilling on that, but it's just like you got to get it somewhere to the people. So I'm going to move on. I'm not going to waste my time on that today. All right, now, now I told you the next thing I said, and I didn't ever see 1 Corinthians 13, 13 on the screen, so I, when I say things, it's not just for me, it's for the television audience. So when the television audience can see it, you know, it's not me saying it. They know that's not me saying it. So can you put 1 Corinthians 13, 13 on the board out of the NLT? Thank you. So what, that's what we have to understand. When, when you see the word out of the NLT, see those three are about, they're going to now they're switch it over to the NLT. So when you, when you see it, you'll be able to say, you know, it's not me. Three things will last forever. Say that with me. Three things will last forever. Now, he told you what they are. Faith, hope, and love. So that's what I'm ministering on right now. I'm doing faith now. I'm going to do love. I'm going to do hope. I'm going to do love. But I'm really mixing them up a little bit while I'm going along. All right? But I want to teach you all three. Show them how to operate in your life. All right. Right now, I'm dealing with faith. So you, I'm not backing up and do faith again. You got to get this now. 
This is how you're going to live. All right. Now, Ephesians 3.20, King James. Now, this is where this came from. This is why the Apostle Paul gave us this. Remember, Paul gave you the revelation of the mystery. This morning I told you, Romans 16, 25, which I'm not going to, the Apostle Paul taught you the revelation of the mystery. Christ, I'm sorry, Christ taught you the revelation of the mystery. Paul taught you, I'm sorry, Christ taught you the manifestation of the mystery. Uh, Matter of fact, Jesus is the manifested word. So that's what you got to understand. You don't get revelation until you get into the new covenant. So that's why when you, the last book of the Bible is called the revelation of Jesus Christ. You didn't see that in the old covenant. They only had manifestation. That's why you, when you get to things like John 1, 14, it said the word was manifested. See, the word could only be manifest. Manifestation means I can see, I can feel, I can touch. That's why we don't have 1 John 1 and 1. Uh, do Ephesians 3.20 is what I'm waiting on. You got to find some way to not have a light on the camera. You can have your, camp, your thing on, but you can't have a light on it. Got to find some way to change that. Right. You don't need a light on. I went down to a funeral and burned my battery up in one day because I had the light on. Don't have to have the light on. All right. Now, Ephesians 3.20. I, I need you to concentrate. Now to him that's able. That's the word that we're dealing with today. When you go to God in prayer, if, 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 he be, if you believe he can do it or if you don't believe he can do it, it's based on his ability. That's how God sees things. If you don't believe he's able to do it, that's why you didn't get it. That, if you don't believe he can do it, you didn't use your faith. See, that's what faith does. Faith says God is able to do it. So if you don't use your faith, you don't believe God is able to do it because you can't believe with your natural mind. You're not going to believe nothing with your natural mind. Spiritually, you can't believe spiritually with a natural mind. As a matter of fact, if your natural mind touches the things of the spirit, it will cease to operate. See, that's what Abraham did. Abraham prayed to the Lord that Ishmael would reign before him. God can't use Ishmael, he's flesh. And that's what his, that which is flesh is flesh. Stinky flesh. That which is spirit is spirit. That's why these things remain. Now, Ephesians said, now to him that's able to do exceeding abundant above all we can actually think, but according to the power. That word power there is your faith, which working by love. So right there was said, according to the power, you should put Galatians 6 and 5, because that's your faith. Your faith working by love. That's the power in you. And this morning, ah, let me go. I be wanting to catch up, but I got to go. So long, bye-bye. I got to go, boy. All right. Now, I gave you another verse already. We already did Ephesians 3.20. Did I give you anything else? Okay, I just want to make sure I didn't leave you out there hanging. 
All right, now, now I want to take you to, remember my subject once again is God is able to do what he said. God is able to do what he said, all right? Now, we, we this morning, let's go back to this. This morning I showed you Abraham came out in Genesis chapter 12. I'm not going back to Genesis chapter 12. I gave you that already on the tape. Let's go to Genesis chapter number 15. Because I told you when you're dealing with Abraham, God gave Abraham the whole world, or the whole earth. You gotta not, you gotta can't be religious like you hear folk on television because that's what they're telling you. He's not talking about that. He's talking about Israel. He's talking about the promised land. The Old Testament is about the promised land. It's about Israel. It's about uh, the 12 tribes of Israel. So when God created the heavens, he's talking about uh, the 12 tribes of Israel. And then he's also talking about the earth, which is the place that they will reside. So that's why you have let me, let, me go, let me go to Psalm 148. Now, I'm giving you this now. You need to write it down because I give you things. I don't, I don't do this always. I'm serious. You ever want to hear me fuss or see me fuss? Show me people who don't keep it with the word. Because God gave you what you're going to need for your life, and then you're goofing off. Where's my Bible? Where's your Bible? Are you kidding? Psalm 148, King James. Now, in Psalm 148, now what, what I just said, see, God looked at the children of Israel, as 12 tribes. Now, all this Old Testament, this is over. This is not going on. All that arguing you see on that now is for nothing. I closed out with the other the service, the last service, that everything that's been given is to the body of Christ now. You got, you got to be in Christ to get your inheritance. You can't be in a physical land to get your inheritance. Like I said, God not going to have Jews and Gentiles in heaven. See, you got, you, you got to be in one body now. And you got to get in one body now. All right, Psalm 148, that's what I'm waiting on. I always wait on the screen, then I go. Okay, don't wait on me, I'll wait on you. Psalm 148, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise ye him, all you angels. Now, he's telling you, angels, this, this is God created the heaven. This is what this is. Praise him, angels. Praise him, all you host. Praise you him, sun, moon, stars. Now, you also have this in the physical. This is what God has in the spiritual. That's why if you understand natural things, you understand spiritual things. That's why in Israel, there was a sun, moon, and start not up there in in the earth because that's who Israel was that's who Jacob was they were called the sun the moon the star that's why God put them there watch this to give light up on the earth when Jesus came listen to me listen to me when Jesus came Jesus said to them you are the light of the world you're the light of this. So if anybody's going to find God, that's why you're here. And you have to understand who you are. If people are going to get saved, you have to let your light shine. That's what Jesus told them. Let your light so shine among men that they'll see your good work and they'll glorify the Father. Why did he say that? Because that's who they are. The church is the light. Your father is light. You are light. 
and you're supposed to rule over darkness. That's why he gave you the, the sun, the moon, the star. You go back to Genesis, why did he give you the sun? The rule over the day. Why did he give you the day? The rule of the night. So you have to understand what you're supposed to be ruling over. You can't live in darkness and rule over darkness. You can't be in the flesh and rule over flesh. You light. And the only way that's going to happen, you have to be in Christ. So when Christ came and, and he told him in John chapter 8, I'm the light of the world. So you can't abide in darkness. You abide in darkness, you have not the light of life. And the word light in life is the same word. So Psalm 148, when you read that, you'll see it says, praise ye him, pray, praise ye him. How the sun, the moon, the star going to pray? Because it's not what you think. Praise him, sun, moon, and stars of light. Praise him, you heavens. He, told, he called them. He told you what they are. They are heavens of heavens. You waters that's above the heavens. See, waters are people in the scripture. See, the key is you got to know definition for something. You can't read the Bible and, and the Bible ain't natural. God's word is spirit. All right. In verse number five, he says, let them praise the name of the Lord for he commanded and they were created. So you got to know what God created. All the things you looking at, you looking up in the air and God trying to get you to see, you don't know what you're talking about. God created the heaven and earth. See, the heaven was the kingdom. The heaven was the promised land. That's why God gave it to Abraham. That's in Genesis 15. That's where you ought to be right now. Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram, saying in a vision, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield, and I exceeding the great reward. I am. I am. People are trying to get something from God. God is your exceeding the great reward. Abraham said, What would you give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house of this Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said to God, Behold, to me thou have given no seed. No S on that seed. And lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him and says, This shall not be your heir. That made God angry. See, when people don't know spiritual things, God says, Shut your mouth. This is not going to be your heir. You will never be an heir of God if you stay in the flesh. You can't be no heir in the flesh. You got to be born in the spirit. You got to be put in Christ to become God's heir. People sell their soul and know they're wrong, but they ain't, they, I ain't changing. Just died in because that's what's going to happen to you. And then your soul going to be lost forever to prove you was right. That's all that's about. He brought him forth abroad and said, look now, watch this, towards heaven. Tell the stars if thou able to number them. And he said to him, so shall thy seed be. See, he's telling them that those are your stars. The stars are your children. When you get the book of Revelation, you'll see the stars falling from heaven. And, he, and Abraham believed in the Lord, and the Lord counted to him for righteousness. And then he said in verse 7, I am the Lord that brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land 
to inherit it. So we know what, so, so he, we know what he did. I'm not going to read the rest of it because you got to do that. Go to Genesis 17, 1. So he gave him all the earth. One place that he gave Abraham all the whole earth. But what did he give him? You think he gave him Pontiac? You ever seen Abraham walking down? I don't think so. But you got to know. See, if you don't know, it's ignorant for you to talk that stuff. Especially around me. I cut people off so fast in television. It's just like, they give me right in the middle of that. Ah, you didn't get it out, did you? Genesis 17, 1. That's where we're at. When Abraham was 90, now remember Abraham was 75 in Genesis chapter 12. Now he had left his home, who were people in Babylon, because they were idol worshippers. He left that. And now he's in the promised land. So in Genesis 12, when Abel was 90 years old and nine, the Bible said the Lord appealed to him and said to him, I am the Lord, I am the almighty God. See, he's introduced himself because you're not going to get it done if you don't think God is all, if you don't believe God is almighty, you're not going to get it done. So all this stuff you're praying for is not going to happen unless you believe that God is almighty. So if you don't believe he's almighty, I gave you a verse this morning, we're going to the next, Genesis chapter 18. Some of you wrote your notes down if you was here. And that's going to be verse 9. We're going to read 9 to 15. See, if you don't believe God's almighty, you're not going to get nothing done in prayer. That's why people spend a lot of time boo-hooing and boo-hooing and just boo-hooing and think, I cried and I cried and you didn't get nothing. That's the end of that one. <clears throat> you don't get anything from God by crying. If it had, I would have had it. You kidding me? You got to pay $20,000 a month. Believe me, it don't work that way. God bless his people. His people bless the church. And that's how the business take care of the body of Christ. Let me say it again. You pray for the people. I got a prayer thing in my, in my thing. You be like, oh, I ain't going to work. I'm praying you go to work. Lord, give them a good job. I pray they go to work. I pray they make many, plenty of money and they'll pay their offering. You up here hollering about, I don't know if I want to go work. I'm praying you go to work in the name of Jesus. <laughs> so all this stuff you talk about, huh? Genesis 17. I'm a praying man, boy. My wife will tell you, boy. I'm a praying man. Amen. She'll tell you. If she, if she act like something wrong, would I got my hand on her. I'm telling you, my wife would act like she don't feel good. I'm going like, what's going on? Where's that? <laughs> so, you kidding me? You can't be leaving me now. What's going on? You, you'll find out. Neither shall your name be called. Now he gave me to change Abraham's name. In verse number four, he says, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, Abraham. Thou shalt be a father of many nations. Now, this is what he told Abraham. Neither shall your name be any more be called Abram. So you're going to change that. But thy name shall be called Abraham. Abraham. Now, Abraham means a father of many nations. That's what Abraham means. For a father of many nations have I made thee. Now, remember, Abraham don't even have a child, and God telling him, I made you a father of many nations. Man, I'm 100 years old, 90 years old, and you made me. Well, you made me that already? Yeah. Hmm. Well, you already made me that? 
Well, I might as well get getting up there. I might as well get to walking it. You made me a father of many nations already. Show is. God made Paul an apostle. Through faith he became. See, whatever God make you, <laughs> through faith you become. So if you goof off and don't get the word, you never become what God made you. I already know some stuff I be doing. I already know. God told me don't ever go out looking for the priest nowhere. They'll find you. He said when you get the word, people going to find you. Nobody ever look for Daniel. That's what God told me. He said nobody look for Daniel. But when they want to find out what God's doing, where Daniel? Nobody look for Joseph. They, matter of fact, they put him downstairs and told him to go down there and work with them people down there. You're going to be in prison the rest of your life. But when they want to hear from God, they found Joseph. See, you trying to promote yourself. You ain't got to promote yourself. Just make sure you got this right here. If you don't know this right here, people find you. There'll come a day. I already know it in my life. There'll come a day. Let's move on. And verse number five, neither shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham, a father of many nations. Have I made you? I would make you exceedingly fruitful. Now, this man ain't got no kids. I'm going to make you fruitful. I'm going to make nations of you. King going to come out of you. I'm going to establish my covenant between me and you. And you'll see after you in their generation for an everlasting covenant to be a God under thee and to your seed under thee. I will give to you and to your seed after you the land, the promised land, wherein thou art a stranger. All the land of Canaan. Now, why did I read that? Because I don't want you hollering about the earth no more and the Pontiac. That ain't the earth. God created the earth is what he given Abraham. Same thing he gave Adam. Same thing he gave Noah. Same thing he gave Abraham. Same thing he gave you. But it's not land no more. It's the kingdom. It's Christ. So if you understand this principle, then you got to understand everything that God wanted to give them was in the land. Look at Deuteronomy 6. My message just changed. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 1. And all they had to do is keep God's word, but they couldn't do it. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 1. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, the judgments, which the Lord God has commanded to teach you, that you might do them in the land where you go to possess it. See, God has given them the land that he promised Abraham, that you might fear the Lord. These are the people who came out of Egypt. That you might fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes, his commandments, which, and remember, in the new covenant, you have to obey God's love. That's the only covenant co commandment you got in the new covenant is love one another as he has loved you. Love your neighbors yourself. That, I'm sorry. That's the only one you have is love your neighbor as yourself. That's the only commandment you got. Love is the fulfilling of the Old Testament law. 
The Lord fulfilled the one word, thou shalt love thy neighbor thyself. Now you have to do that before your faith going to work. That's why I'm going to have to teach on love. That's why people can't get nothing from God. They won't love. They refuse to love. Refuse to love. People ain't done nothing to you. You got, because you, you talking stuff that your daddy told you and your uncle told that ain't That ain't God. You got to find, find out God who, by yourself. Find out who God is. He'll show you how to love. Let me say it again. Once you find God, he's going to show you how to love. You'll never love without God. Amen. And that's what people try to do. They're trying to love folk. They don't even know God. God is love. How can you love and you, how can you, love and you ain't got God? Amen. Got somebody going, I'm going to marry you. I love you. You don't love no. You don't even know what love is. I love her, Pastor. I love her. I said, yeah, you sit down right here. Because I want to know are you saved. You got the spirit? Do you know what the spirit is? I don't know what that is. You, how you love her then? Okay. Well, she's a nice lady. I know she is, but you, you telling me you love her. See, a whole lot of things you're not going to find out until after time. So if love is not true, down the road it's going to show you that you don't. Whole lot of folks say I love my husband. Whole lot of folks say I love my wife. If you love your wife, the Bible says love your wife as yourself. A lot of whole lot of folks think they love. Man, after you married 52 years, you know they love or not. <laughs> you know. Nothing shall that's why God said nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Once you have God's love, you can't separate from somebody. Not if you got God's love. I'm talking about they save, I'm saved. I ain't talking about nobody with no, with no fist and all that stuff. You fist, you run, get out of there. There ain't no love. <laughs> all right. Watch what he said to him. In verse number two, that you might fear the Lord thy God. Now remember, yours is love. So you don't do all this, but you love. See, if you love, all this happens. He said, you fear the Lord thy God, keep all his commandments, his statutes, which I command you this day, that your sons and your sons and all the days, your sons and your sons' sons, all the days of your life, and thy days may be prolonged. All that happened when you walk in love. God even told you as a, as, a, as, a, as a child, obey your mother, your father, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth you. See, you, you walk in love, you'll be around a long time. Love keeps you alive. Love operates your faith. Love does it all. People don't love, don't be around long. I'm just telling you right now. So you can, you can oh, I love, I'm loving. We're going to find out. Because I plan on being here 100 plus. I ain't going nowhere. As a matter of fact, God already showed me that I'm getting younger. Now, you all can sit there and debate with that all you want to, but I know what's going on in me. <laughs> it's an awesome thing. You get 72 years old and God says you're getting younger now. I'm going like, go head on. He said, look, you asked me for it. That's what you got. I came in here and read the scripture to you. He said, I'm going to renew your strength as an eagle. He said, you're going to run. You're going to walk. You're gonna, you. Listen, when, God, when God, God says, I'm going to make you young again, that's what that verse talking about. I'm going to be around and see my children's children's children. I got, I got great granddaughters right now. I got a great granddaughter. 
two of them, right? Great granddaughter. No, you didn't hear it. That's my daughter. She has a son and a daughter. Those are my grandkids. And then I got a daughter that got grandkids. She already got grandkids. So what that put me at? Great grand. And still counting. Don't be around a long time. You about to get it right. I'm not going nowhere. And I hope you be here to see it. But I can tell you something here. If you keep, if you do what I'm telling you, you'll be around a long time. The word will keep you alive. I'm telling you what I know. When you get this word, you are eating from heaven. This word will prolong your life. This word will keep you alive. Everything you need. Listen, God gave them a type of the word in the wilderness, a type, which was manna. And they ate manna, how many know how many years? 40 years. Go check your Bible. The manna did not cease until they went into the promised land. Why? Because they don't need it no more. They have the substance. Once they began to plant their gods in the promised land, matter of fact, when they first went in, they didn't have to plant gods. Let me keep reading Deuteronomy 6 to you. See, you don't realize in the promised land, you don't take care. God take care of this. All you have to do is be here. God takes care of you when you get here. Verse number three. Hear therefore, Israel, and observe to do it, that, you may be, that it may be well with you, and that you may increase mightily, as the Lord God of your father has promised you. In the land, it's all going to happen well, in the land that flow with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Now that's what they had to do. Your commandment is love one another as he had loved you. Now, I'm going to get to the other part later. I can't do that right now because I get out, out of order. But one part told you about the land and told you that God, I'm going to have to give you just one verse. Y'all are so nice, man, I tell you too. Y'all are so nice. Put down eyes of the Lord. Deuteronomy 11 and 8. Eyes of the Lord. Deuteronomy 11 and 8. I'm going to go and get this to you. I always like to talk about my sister Vanessa. Y'all got to understand Vanessa. I'll be watching Vanessa. She'll be on the edge of that seat. Sometimes I'll be like, don't slide off that seat, sister. Deuteronomy chapter 11. Now, y'all want to know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about that lady right there behind. Wait, sister, you don't talk about. That sister right there. That sister be right on the edge. You know how you sit on the edge of the seat just like, when she's up here, she lost. I was like, that's just the one. I mean, you might well come on up here. Now she... <laughs> that amazes me to see people who want that word. Deuteronomy chapter number 11, verse 6. Are you there? Verse 8. Verse 8. Are you there? Watch what it says. Therefore, shall you keep all the commandments which I command you this day, that you may be strong. See, all this, all this connects. Keeping God's word, obeying God's word, keep you strong. He said, now you go in, you possess the land. Somebody said possess. He's not just talking about living there. He's talking about ownership. Possess the land where you go to possess it. And that you may prolong your day in the land. 
See, all that happened in, in the land, once again, is the body of Christ. You, when you're in Christ, when you're in, in the kingdom, that's what he's talking about. Who's the Lord swear to your father? See, he swore this to Abraham. That's what I'm dealing with Abraham for. He swore to give it to them and to their seed, a land that flow with milk and honey. There it is again. For the land, whether you go to possess it, is not a land of Egypt from which you came out, where you sow your seed and you water it with your foot as a garden of herb. You're not in slavery no more. You got to plant your stuff. You got to get out all, all here and dig. That ain't, that, listen. See, that's what folks are trying to use faith to do. You got to do it and you got to confess it to it happen. No, no, you ain't got to do that. Not in this land. Watch what it says. But the land where you go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys and drinking water of the rain of the heaven. A land which the Lord thy God careth for. The Lord care for this land. The eyes of the Lord, thy God, are always up on it. Now, you know this land right now is the kingdom. The Lord right now is Christ. See, if I can get you to see this, you'll know Christ. So God always looking at you. But he's not just talking about him. He's talking about the eyes of the Lord. See, the eyes of the Lord are the seven angels of the Lord. The seven spirits of the Lord. See, if you understand this Bible here, it'll blow your mind. A land which the Lord thy God cares for. The eyes of the Lord God are always upon it from the beginning of the year even to the end of the year. Go to 2 Chronicles 16, 9. Give you a little bit of this. 2 Chronicles 16, 9. For the eyes of the Lord. That's what you ought to be able to analyze. Second Chronicles 16, 9. It says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Well, if you don't know what the whole earth is, you think he was coming down Woodward. <laughs> this was an Old Testament in the promised land because the promised land was a type of Christ and a type of the kingdom. That's why when Noah, when Noah made the ark, it was in the promised land. There was no flood over here. It was in the promised land. Wasn't no Pontiac, wasn't no Michigan, wasn't no United States of America. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. That's why he couldn't find nobody. Let's show you one more. Zechariah 4.10. I got to get the work, boy. Zechariah 4.10. That's the last book before you get to the book of Matthew. Don't let your neighbor be way over there looking for you. know they're not over there. Tap them out a little bit. Love your neighbor. That's yourself. That's what he's talking about. Don't go home and go, what happened? Man, that sister beside me, Pastor Crump told her to turn to Zacharias and Genesis. <laughs> Why didn't you help her out? <laughs> Everybody know what I'm saying now? Love your neighbor. Come on, love your neighbor. That's yourself, right. I told you to go to Zechariah what? See, that's what I'm talking about. Y'all be like, I better stop joking because y'all ain't hear nothing I'm saying. Zechariah, Zechariah 410. <coughs> Zechariah 410. See, y'all can't help me if I, if, I don't, if I joke every now and then because you remember the joke, but you don't remember what I said. Zechariah 410. Y'all love me? You, you got to love me to get me saved. 
Zechariah 14, are you there? For who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel, who with, with those seven, somebody says seven, seven, they are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro throughout the whole earth. The word seven, write down the word seven. The number seven means spiritual perfection. So that means God sees all, knows all, hears all, and everywhere at the same time, right? That's spiritual perfection. All right, now what I want you to do is go to Romans chapter four and don't leave. I don't care what I tell you. My God, help me to finish Romans chapter four, Lord. Start verse 17. Man, I got to get this done. I got three scriptures I gave you this morning. I haven't gotten to them. They are closed out. I'll close out on those. Anybody remember what it was? Okay, I'm going to give you one more. I'm closing out with these. Now, don't leave Romans. Just write them down. I, I hear somebody out there, Mama. Jo I told you Genesis 18, first 9 through 15. You got that? Job 42, 1 and 2. Jeremiah 32, 17 and 27. Okay, let me finish Romans. That's where we're going. I got 15 minutes. Get to work. All right, Romans chapter 4. Verse number 17. I can't mess with that first stuff that, that holds me up. Are you there? I want this in NLT. We're going to do 17 through 21. 17 through 21 at the NLT. Romans chapter 4, verse 17 through 21. You know why I'm doing this? Because you're going to be like, I'm going to buy me one of them NLT Bibles. And I'm going to be like, they're in the storehouse. Good salesman, ain't it? Amen. Amen. No, I just want you to know that word. Amen. We order these, sell them to you at cost, without a penny added. Even pay the taxes for you. Even pay the shipping for you. Romans 4 and verse 17. Here we go. At the NLT on your screen. That is what the scripture means when God told Abraham, I made you a father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in God who brings the dead back to life. He that coming to God got to believe God is what? No, I don't tell you nobody know it was. I told you, I told you put down one word called Abel. Put the word Abel down, would you? That's what I'm trying to show you. You can't go to God and say, I, I pray to God who reward. ain't no rewarder yet, man. You got to believe a whole lot of stuff for you rewarder. Abel, put the word down. When you go to God in prayer, you got to believe God is able to do what you're praying for. Please don't. Here we go. This happened because Abraham believed in, the, in God, in the God, in the God, in the God who brings the dead back to life. Do you know who you're praying to here? Who creates new things out of nothing. Do you know that's creation? Creation always comes out of nothing. When you, that's, why, that's why you don't, not the creator. Because everything was created, 
came out of nothing. That's why you are an original. Ain't nobody like you. Watch this. Even when there was no reason for hope. Next verse. There you go. Verse 18. Abraham kept hoping. He kept believing that he would become the father of many nations. Why? Because God said that to him. Now remember, he was 25 when God told him. He's 99 when his wife got pregnant. Watch this. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping and believing that, would be, that he would become the father of many nations. For God has said to him that how many descendants you would have, told, told him already, at the stars of heaven. That's how many descendants you would have, Abraham. And Abraham's faith, here we go, did not weaken. Now, I told you this morning, I'm going to tell you again. The only reason that your faith is not weak, your love is strong. Let me say it again. The only reason your faith is not weak is your love is strong. And the only reason your faith is weak, your love is weak. You don't love much. He that loveth little, his faith is little. Do you get it? Now you know why you have little faith. Jesus looked at the man and said, oh, ye a little faith. Why did you doubt? So you know what happened? You got little faith? You doubt the word. How do you get little faith? You're not loving. Do you realize what the word of God says? Love your neighbor as yourself. Do you know what that means? See, when we really think about it, I'm going to deal with it because I'm, I'm going to deal with it. We're going to get to it one day. It just keeps coming out. Shh. Can't keep nothing. Okay. Abraham's faith did not weaken. Even though he was 100 years old, he figured his body was all, all so good as dead. And Sarah also wound was good as dead. And his faith would not weaken. See, you, you, you got to look at this. You get 99 years old, you look at your wife, she's 89. And God said, you're going to be a father of many nations. You can't see that. If you look at Sarah, you can't see it. And Sarah, look at Abraham, she can't see it. That's why she laughed. Now that word laugh there means her faith and with her faith, that's what happened. When God says something to you and you don't believe it, it's laughter. You're laughing at God. And the problem is you don't have the faith to receive it. So you just laugh at God. That's what it means, unbelief. But look at the next verse. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. He never wavered. Look at the next verse. In fact, his faith grew stronger. Now, what happened here? Let's see who knows. Always give you the answer, then I come back and ask you. Some of y'all gonna get it one day. Why was his faith stronger? 
the boy got to love it. See, what we try to do is, what I got to do, get my faith stronger. I got to turn that word on, never turn it off. Oh, yeah, that's one way. But if you ain't loving, <laughs> you still ain't, your faith still not going to be any stronger because faith working by love. You got to get the loving. Look at somebody say, get the loving. See, you got some folks you ain't loving and it's hindering your faith. Cause your faith not to grow. You know what I tell my wife all the time? I always say this to my wife. When people ask your advice, please tell them the truth. Don't ask me if you, if, hey, if you don't want to hear the truth, don't ask me. Because I'm going to tell you the truth and sometimes the truth hurts. But you got to tell people the truth. Don't beat around them, but, uh, well, you know, well, all. Just tell them what they want to know. They ask you. What I would do, don't tell me what you would do. Tell me the truth. Tell me what the word says. When you ask somebody something, you expect for them to know the word. So don't go and tell them what you think. They could have asked Tom, Dick, and Harry, Billy, Bob, and Beth. They could have got that over there, what they think. They want somebody who knows the word. Anytime somebody call you and want to know something, they want to call somebody who knows the word. So don't tell them what you think. Here we go. Verse 22, verse 21 again. That's where we're at. Matter of fact, verse 20, Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. Think about it. He brought glory to God because his faith got stronger. Here it is, God tell this old man, 89, 99 years old, you're going to be the father of many nations. I told you back there, 25 years old, but you listened to Sarah. Now that's what got your stuff delayed. Because Sarah came in there one night and said, you know what, you know good and well, baby, we ain't going to be able to do this. But I got a plan. You see that girl over there working for me? Yeah, I see her. Well, if you know if you go in there one night with her, we can get this boy. And that's what Abraham did. Girl, are you kidding me? To go with your handmaid? You want the son, don't you? Yeah, I want the son. You'll be a father of many nations, man. Now get yourself over there and spend a night, spend a few days. She went on, he went on up in there. And got a baby by Ishmael, called Ishmael. Hey, God. And Sarah said, we got one. Now, what that promise said, God? So God come back and said, look, that ain't going to work. What you mean it ain't going to work? I got a baby. Yeah, I know. You got a baby because you listen to your wife. But Ishmael would never be my seed. The seed must come from your own loins, Abraham, and from Sarah's womb while she's talking that trash. I can't pray for no child. Yeah, you can. I'm, God, listen, I'm 89 years old. Look at, look at Hebrew 11, 11, we read back here. Let me finish this. Let me, Romans 4, 421 first, then we go to Hebrew 11, 11. Watch this. He was fully convinced. God, that blesses me. He was fully convinced that God is able. Can I remember I told you that word able? He was fully convinced that God is able to do 
Whatever he promised, God was able to do what he said. Totally convinced. God told this man, you will be a father of many nations when he was 75 years old. And God, Abraham said, shoot, I'm a father of many nations. He said, man, get yourself out of here. You're 75 years old. Look, God said, I'm a father of many nations. That's what God says. I'm holding him to it. How do I hold him to it? I keep his word. I keep his word. I hold on with my faith. He said it. I got faith that he'll do it. I'm not doubting. I'm not staggering. I'm going to not waver it. I'm going to hold on to what he said until it come to pass. If you'll start living like that, stop speaking against what God is doing. See, that's why I don't worry about this ministry. My wife will tell you, never have. There been some time when it was tempting. See? But God gave me faith to believe him. I tell my wife, I says, God going to do something this week. Don't I tell you? I said, it's going to happen this week. As a matter of fact, one time I saw our, let me see what it's called, our, the check you get when you do taxes. Income tax. When I was still on the hill there, I saw the income tax and how much it was in total in the man right now. I said, that man delivered this month. We got our check today. Never been out the house. Saw it. She said, we got money in the mailbox? I told you, you got your income tax is just how much it is. It's in the mailbox. Do you remember that? Yes, Lord. A lady called me yesterday. I don't know if she's here. Sister Singh, Lisa Singh, she probably at work. I'm going to tell her testimony. What's her name? Letitia Singh. Letitia Singh called me yesterday. Now, I waited for Letitia for you to come to work, come to church today, but you're not here. I'm going to tell you a testimony. <laughs> I gave you all day to get here. I didn't tell her at 9 o'clock service. But she said, I'm at work. She called me from work. She said, Pastor, she texts me, right? And says, I believe I just had a stroke. I'm having a stroke. She said, I'm numb all down my side. She said, I can't move one of my sides. And I'm in a lot of pain. And I'm overheated. Some stuff she kept saying. And when I saw it, I went into my closet just like Superman. My wife would tell you, we were sitting, sitting in the, we, there wasn't, we were just sitting there. I got the phone. I went in the closet. So I'll be right back. I had to go to my throne. And I talked to the master. And once I talked to the master, hey, I told her, I said, put the phone on your chest. Put the phone on your chest. And I prayed for about, what, about three or four minutes? Came back out. I said, well, that's that. And then I asked her, I says, what's going on? She was crying. I mean, she was screaming, crying. She was outdoors in her car. I don't know what she's going to do. And I said, what's going on, girl? Tell me, talk to me. She said, the pastor, the pain is gone. And everything was back. Whatever it was, it's gone, Pastor. Why would that happen for me? You got to use your faith. Somebody going to have to have faith. All right. Genesis 18. I got one minute. I'm only going to do one scripture in Genesis now. 18, 14. 
Genesis 18, 14. Woo! Like God showed me, I'm telling you, he's taking us to a place we haven't been before. You're going to have to have this to go with me. Genesis 18, 14, there it is. Is anything, watch what God, watch what he said to Abraham. Is anything too hard for the Lord? That's what happened with Sarah laughed. It's like God saying, I tell you what, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I'm coming back to you at the time of life. And listen, Sarah will have a son. I'll be back. See you next year. God walked out on him. When Sarah laughed, God walked out. I, get, I'm, I can see it just as plain, him turning around and saying, listen, next year this time I'll be back and Sarah, you're going to have your boy. Be right back. See you one year. That's how awesome God is. And when God came back the next year, he heard the baby crying. I guarantee you. <laughs> Go to Job 42. See, the key is, when God says something, do you have the faith to believe it? That's the problem right there. You've been working on your faith. That's why I told you about working on your faith. You never know when your miracle is going to come. When it's time for your miracle, it's going to take faith to bring forth your miracle. I always tell people, you're going to have to learn how to birth your own babies. Call past Crump. You got to birth your own baby sometime, ain't you? Y'all find out what that means. In the Old Testament, they had them, what they call them women? That, midwife. Yeah, I'm, you, see, I'm a midwife. You got some of these folks around here, but I'm a hand, you ain't no handmaid. You can't birth nobody, baby. You can't birth your own baby. All right, here we go. Job 42. Then answered Job, then answered the Lord and said to Job, I know, watch what Job going to say. He found out of all these chapters, Job came to a conclusion. I know that you can do everything. Now this is something you should be saying to God. First God asks you, is anything too hard for the Lord? Now he's telling you, watch this. I know that you can do everything. Not some things. When you, if you're going to get your faith life in order, you're going to have to come to these conclusions. I know that God can do everything and no thought can be withholding from him. Go to Jeremiah 32, right? Jeremiah 32. Put down Matthew 19, 26. It'll be good to see it. Jeremiah 32. God, my time. Jeremiah chapter 32. Verse 7. 17 and 27. Verse number 17, Jeremiah 32, 17. Are you there yet? Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse 17 says, Oh, Lord God, watch what Jeremiah said. Oh, Lord God, you know, you, when you hear that, you're going, oh, Lord. Behold, thou hast made the heavens and the earth, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by your great power, your stretched out arm. There is nothing too hard for you. Say it with me. There is nothing too hard for God. That's the attitude you got to have in prayer. Go to verse 17. Verse 27. Watch who God going to tell Jeremiah. 
We go to Matthew 19, 26 next. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? And what did Jeremiah just says? There's nothing too hard. Nothing. So when you pray for somebody, you got to take the limit off God. Amen. Watch it, boy. <laughs> Matthew 19, 26. You got to come to a place that there ain't no limit. Matthew 19, 26. What would God? Y'all can get that later. But with God, watch what he says. All That must be a different translation. Not, that's not King James. Matthew 19, 27. Matthew 19, 26, I'm saying. All right. With man, it is impossible. So that's what happened with your salvation. They was asking him about being saved. He said, look with men. That's why you got folk baptized and folk trying to get him saved. You can't get nobody saved. With men, it's impossible. Read the chapter. God had to save you through the death, burial, and resurrection of his son. But with God, my time is already gone. All things are possible. And one place it says all things are possible to them that believe. That believe. That's us. Ain't that right? Give the Lord a great big hand. You listen to me right now. You need to receive God's faith. But you can't get, get his faith until you receive his grace. His grace said Christ died for our sins. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 through 4. Christ died for our sins. He was buried and God raised him from the dead for us. That's how you say, believe. Christ died for you, buried for you. God raised him from the dead, just for you. When you receive Christ, you receive his salvation, his Holy Spirit. Everything he's done for you, will you receive it? Hey, my time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.